got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be bringing you some content on Bitcoin, and more specifically, we're going to be talking more about the major bounce and rally that took place over the last couple of days on Bitcoin. We rallied from a local low of around $46,000, where we were trading at on the 20th of December, all the way up to $50,000, and now we're trading sideways in a bull flag. The question on everyone's mind is, are we about to see a major important breakout above $50,000 leading into a big rally into Christmas? Are we going to have a Christmas rally like we are hoping for that we saw last year. Well, we're going to be breaking down all of that and more in today's video. And we're also going to be taking a look at about seven different on-chain metrics, all of which are saying we are at either historic lows or local lows over the last three months. We have a ton of data, on-chain analysis, technical analysis, and fundamental analysis and news to bring you guys today because I want to make sure that you are prepared for this Christmas weekend. Today is Christmas Eve Eve. If you've never heard of that before, it's the Eve of Christmas Eve. Shout out. To, welcome to the show, Tam. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. And uh, you know, I, we're going to have to get like a, a, a thing to go over my shoulder. Uh, days since last time we were late. We had zero for the longest time. Yeah. We were late today. Our we were one minute late. We've been one minute late we in like a, five months. We have a blemish on our record now. Yeah. So it sucks. But, I, you know, good morning so far. Uh, no, you know, I didn't have a gym partner from Smay this morning. Jay, uh, Smay has the day off. Jay. Jay, Jay Smay. <laughs> Jay uh, has the day but off. I, it was a good workout, uh, fun fun lift, but my morning started good. I'm excited about today, though, so let's, yeah, man. let's go ahead and jump on in. we got a great show lined up for you, and by the way, we are joined by Zach. How you doing, Zach? It's been a long time since you've been on the channel. What's up, guys? It's been a very long time, but happy to be here and uh, take over for Smay. Zach is working on some very interesting things that you guys are going to be seeing in the new year, so get hyped because 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year, and I can't wait to show you all of the cool stuff we got going on behind the scenes. You think all we do is produce coffee and crypto? You're wrong. We have a lot of stuff coming, and I can't wait to bring it all to your attention. But we're also joined, as always, by Kelly and Caleb. How you guys doing? Oh, doing great, man. Uh, I got to say, uh, I know everybody was, or Smay was pressuring the heck out of Tim uh, a few streams ago to sing. And uh, I got to say, last night we were <laughs> over there and making some dinner, and he pulled out a guitar, and uh, he just melted my little heart. I could not Aww. believe the voice on this guy. And uh, I also want to shout out Zach, who uh, was just on stream a second ago. Uh, a, a lot of people don't know on this channel, there's a a lot of faces that you see regularly, but there are a number, you know, eight or 10 different people, 12 or 13 that are working behind the scenes nonstop. And Zach is one of the MVPs of this yes, channel. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Doing a lot of stuff that's coming together for a lot of great content that's going to be coming out really soon. Heck yeah. And uh, yeah, just want to shout him out and the whole team. Heck yeah. Shout out to him. Caleb, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I uh, woke up this morning. I feel a little insulted by Tim because... You didn't work out with me, so you're not I a workout did. buddy. I did. I was a workout buddy. I joined you, you at the end. So I feel a little insulted. I'm not going to lie. But no, you I'm did not work well. out with me. You rode in the vehicle with me to the gym. I was, and then you left and did your own thing. And then I came and like joined a weenie. the gym. But it doesn't matter. Tim, um, you what did you hit on deadlift this morning? You told me. Uh, I'm going back. I'm trying to say a new PR. Bragging yourself a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, it's a good. It is a good lift. It's uh, good lift. My all-time best deadlift is 720. My goal is to get back to around That's 600. Crazy. I hit 525 this morning, and I hope here in like probably about a month. Give me a month, and I'm going to try to get hit. That's really encouraging because Tim has been lifting for like 10 years longer 
than I have, but we're the same height. And if you had as much muscle on you as me, we would probably be about the same weight. So I can hopefully get there one day. We'll see. Maybe you guys yeah. can join me on that journey. Going to be fun. It's going to be a fun next 10 years, but it's also going to be a fun next hour because we got a lot to talk about. Speaking of, here's what we're going to be talking about today. Here are the headlines we're going to be covering. Enormous amounts of bullish on-chain data screaming that the bulls may soon be taking over. Guys, you're just going to have to wait and see. There is it, it is insane. I looked at all of this this morning. The amount of on-chain metrics right now that are saying, yeah, we're at a bottom, it's ridiculous. We're going to get into all of that. International Monetary Fund potentially opening their minds about Bitcoin. Jack Mallers, the CEO of Strike, sat down on a Zoom call and had a conversation with them and used, I believe, uh, Tostita or uh, Chips to explain how Bitcoin works. We're going to talk about that. And eBay? No, not eBay. But an eBay lookalike is launching its own token, and sellers can also accept crypto for goods. going to be interesting looking at that. But let's go ahead and take a look at the markets. Over the last 24 hours, Bitcoin is down by a quarter of a percent. Ethereum is down 1%. Binance coin down half a percent. Normally, what the top three do, the rest of the market will do. And that's more or less what we're seeing. The top three basically are down between half a percent and 1%. The rest of the cryptocurrency market, therefore, is up or down. There's not a very clear trend in the entire market. We're trading sideways on Bitcoin, so that kind of gives the freedom for the altcoins to do whatever it is that they choose and please to do. Solana's down half a percent. XRP's up 3%. Cardano's up. I'm excited about Cardano, and we might talk about Cardano here a little bit later because I bought some Cardano down around $1.21. I also have some Cardano up at $1.61. My average entry price is right around $1.37, so I am getting pretty close to breaking even on that. I think Cardano is going to go to well over $10 in the next two years, uh, so I'm very excited about that average entry price, even though my first transaction is a little bit at a loss. I don't care because I'm going to hold it for three to five years. That's how I look at my investments. And by the way, another update on my portfolio. I tweeted this out. If you guys want to see every single time I make a trade or an investment, I'm going to tell you about it over on my Twitter and I'm going to tell you why. More importantly, I just bought I almost said the number, quite a bit of ADAX on uh, xmarkets.com. And I'm really excited about it because ADAX looks like it may go forward and become the number one decentralized exchange on Cardano within the next couple of months. It's trading around uh, just south of a dollar right now. And I think it will end up doing much, much, much more than that. Personally, we've talked about that quite a bit here on the channel. Dollar, dollar four, we're above it today. It's at a dollar four? Yeah. I bought it at 91 cents. I'm already up 10%. Let's go. I'm excited for that. I, I do think that, and Kelly, I'd love to hear your take on this because you have more thoughts on this than I do, more than likely. I think ADAX DAX has the potential to go well over $10 if it's going to be the number one DEX on Cardano. I don't want to spread FUD, or excuse me, I don't want to spread FOMO. I want you guys to do your own research, but it is a very small project right now by market cap, and I do think it has a lot of potential. Where do, what do you see uh, happening in that? Kelly? Well, one of the main things you want to do when you're looking at a coin and trying to figure out what trajectory can go on is to look at competitive uh, other competitors in the space. And exactly. If you, and not that, not that I would assume that ADAX would take up the exact market share of Uniswap, but if you look at the tokenomics of ADAX and you look at look at the tokenomics of Uniswap or any two competitive uh, coins you're looking at, uh, uh, comparing to try to figure out what trajectory they could take. Uh, if if ADAX hit the same price or the same market cap as Uniswap, it'd be over $200 per coin because wow. there, there's a, there's a, a, a lot less ADAX uh, total that, that, are, that are available in that project. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a great thing coming out and uh, I'm, act I'm actually very interested to see what's going to go on with all the DEXs with Cardax and Sunday Swap yeah. and uh, all these, you know, it's just really exciting on the Cardano chain. I'm happy with be jumping into it towards the end of the stream. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And just for reference, Uniswap has a 10 point 
six billion dollar market cap if that was what adax went to that would be a 323x return i'm not saying it's going to happen we can't guarantee anything it hasn't even launched yet nobody's even using it yet it's very early you guys know i don't typically work on small projects like this but i do have a good feeling about that one but let's go ahead and jump back in here to our market watch let's look at the biggest gainers and losers biggest gainer we're looking at near protocol live peer and one inch network those are all up 15 percent we do have some pretty big gainers here and this is very encouraging and i'll tell you exactly why we need to see some of these altcoins do doing well because when some of these altcoins are doing well, Aave's up here, Uniswap's up here, even Monero, some old names are up here. When the altcoins are doing well, and what I'm about to say is actually very important, so please hear me here. Whenever the altcoins are doing very well, it normally means that there's enough confidence in Bitcoin and Ethereum that people are willing to go and take more risk. Because the altcoins are doing well, we can then interpret that people are confident on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And that's exactly what we're seeing out of the on-chain data, by the way, that we are going to be looking at here in a little while. As far as biggest losers, we have a negative 6% on Helium, a negative 5% on Harmony One, OKB's down 4%, Hedera, uh, Hed, uh, Hed, Hedgra, I have no idea how to pronounce that name, is down 4%, and Kadena is down 4% as well, the one you guys are always asking us to look into. By the way, we have looked into Kadena. I have looked into Kadena, rather. It is attempting to be a proof-of-work uh, uh, store of value similar to Bitcoin, but hopefully with faster transaction speeds. I get that right, Kelly? I know you've looked into Kadena. Absolutely, and uh, I'm, I'm actually very excited about that project. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into it. I may end up grabbing some because I am looking to get more into altcoins moving into the, uh, the next phase of this bull market, but for right now, we are uh, hanging tight there. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our checking in with the chat. Let's see if... Do we have any super chats yet? We do, but uh, you know what we forgot to talk about? Uh, was oh yeah uh, today dun, 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 know, dun, no show tomorrow dun, dun, so today dun, dun, is the Friday. Dun, dun. I it's been a minute since it's been on my desk. Yeah, but I well I want to uh, a, a moment of uh, self bragging. I was within twenty dollars with my prediction. Yeah. I predicted forty eight. That, that might be a record, Tam. I am very proud. And you know I'll go ahead. Can you show them the picture of what my I, chart I looked can, like? Give me one second before you switch my Tuesday. screen. This is I'm, I'm very proud. Of this while you you know doing that, let me look at chat real quick. Um, we have, you know, while you're doing that, Richard Cooper said, hey guys, I'm starting my CT2A education. Love it. Can I see a looking, can I see a looking cup and handle pattern on the weekly chart? 163 weeks long. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, we'll look at that here yeah, in just we'll, a second. Yeah. Let me let me show them this. Go ahead and switch my screen. You guys will get to see what the planning document looks like for the behind the scenes of this show. In case anybody's ever wondered how this show is planned, this is the planning doc. But this is the uh, this is the uh, chart from what Big, uh, Tim was showing. This is the resistance we were reject on, and this is yeah. the support. He called it pretty well, guys. We had a zone of support. You can see just right here is what he was talking about. We kind of pulled back down into that bounce. Tim and I had the same opinion on what Bitcoin would do. We had a different opinion on the timing of where it would be by Thursday. And it looks like he was one that was right. So congratulations to Tim, yeah. he will be hodling. He will be hodling the hodl trophy over Christmas break. My my only critique of myself or the price, I don't know which one I'm critiquing here. I really thought we'd go lower into that purple zone, uh, but we did touch it. You know, so we got to the very tip of it. That's just to me. I guess what I would pull away from that is Bitcoin is more bullish than it hit the top of that zone rather than going down deeper into it. But anyway, let's go back to super chats. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, Richard Cooper, he gave twice. So I do want to okay. shout out Richard, but uh, he. Oh, let's see. He he said the same thing, but then he changed it a little bit. So same thing. He started CT2A education. Uh, is there a large company handle pattern on, on XRP? Merry Christmas, guys. On XRP. Let's take yeah. a quick look at that real quick. Let me pull up my XRP chart. And we shall see. 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 Um, I don't see one on the Binance chart. I might need a longer history here. I think Bitfinex or Bitstamp is the one that's going to go far back. He might be talking about, if he's talking about on the weekly chart, I'm assuming he's talking about the last couple of years. 
I can see where he's coming from, actually. I actually can see where he's coming from. I see what he's saying. This right here kind of looks like a cup and handle. I'm not going to call it one. Part of the reason I don't think it is one is because this is not a falling trading channel like this. It is actually a symmetrical triangle pattern, which is a actually a bullish pattern and would suggest that we're going to break to the upside, maybe up to $3 or so on XRP, which I think will happen once the SEC lawsuit is finally let go because the SEC is <clears throat> uh, manipulating the XRP market, but that's okay, I suppose. As far as it being a cup and handle formation, I would look at this more as a longer term symmetrical triangle than a cup and handle, but I can see where you're coming from on that. And on the Bitcoin one on that Bitcoin question. Hold that. I'm going to talk about that in our Bitcoin TA for you. Yeah. Let's see here. We have another one from Cryptosaurus Rex. That is an awesome name. Yeah. Uh, GM thoughts on Wax P. I don't know. Loving how now there are guests that make it on the show to sit and watch the screen while Kelly talks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of you. What do you think about that, Caleb? Oh, man. Yeah. I think that was in reference to, uh, to, to you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Kelly, respond. Okay. He's like, yeah, Kelly's got a live studio audience is what it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Uh, thoughts on Wax P. Never heard of that. I'm assuming that's a uh, cryptocurrency yeah, project, know. but sorry, bud. Gosh. Uh, last one I see here, Duramax just wanted to come in again. I think came in with Duramax, the Ada gang. 80, 80 gang. Love the, the ADA. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah, but, we uh, love ourselves some ADA. But you know what I love even more than ADA? I like ADA, but I love Bitcoin. And we're going to talk about Bitcoin here. One of the things that you were talking about, what was his name? I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names. Who asked about the cup and handle? I want to shout Richard him out. Richard Cooper. Richard Cooper. Richard Cooper, my friend. I assume the cup and handle that you were talking about was right here. And to be honest with you, that actually does look quite a bit like a cup and handle formation. So let's break that down and we'll start our TA in that direction. There is a falling wedge. So, or excuse me, a falling trading channel. You can argue it's a falling wedge, but either one can be used utilizing a cup and handle formation. A cup and handle formation should, generally speaking, have a flat top. I would argue that these two highs are within a reasonable range, so we could say this is a cup and handle. And then we also want to see a very large bowl, just like this, followed by a handle that is normally about 30 to 55% the depth of the handle. So another great example of a cup and handle uh, of the depth of the cup. So another good example of a cup and handle on the daily chart for Bitcoin is actually right here. We had a cup right here. You can see it happened like this. And then we had our handle. And if the massive dump that happened last March hadn't have occurred, then we probably would have seen Bitcoin break to the upside, maybe up towards $14,000. But Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. It looks like a cup and handle to me. I think I would entertain. That. Yeah, what do you think? I, I want to explore that more a little bit, but it, it definitely could. Even smaller, though, that it's almost like we have a cup and handle surrounding a cup and handle because if you look at those dates uh, and you make the projection of how and you read cup and handles, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm going to scroll into my chart. I know it, you're going to have to match it, but I want you to look at the date of, let's see, let's call it right around the 14th of May. Okay to the uh, 7th of September, right? The reason I chose the 14th of May is because even though we had a red candle before that, we had two days of actual green candles. We moved up a little bit, kind of reset, before we started that descent. That line, that rim of the cup stays beneath uh, like 13 degrees. So I, I like, even Ooh. though it's not a perfectly flat top, but then look at that perfect handle. And then when you project it out, out yeah. it predicted a top of 67.5, I think. And despite the fact that we have wicks that touch 69, those candle bodies actually are closing in the 67.5 region, it was a perfect call for a cup and handle. And so now I want to look up, you know, zooming out, looking at those other numbers. Of, co you're, of course, we're going to see a, a good angle of that rim. Uh, this definitely could be another, like I said, a larger cup and handle that engulfs a smaller cup and handle. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I would agree with you on that. Let me ask you your take on the idea of a cup and handle being tilted because both of these cup and handles have a degree to them. Like the smaller cup and handle here, utilizing that drop that we saw in May, June, and July, it has a downtrending uh, uh, 
uh, cup line, I guess you would say, rim line, I think is the technical term for it. It has a downtrending rim line of about 10 to 12 degrees, and then the longer term one has an uptrending trend line of about 2 to 5 degrees. Well, well actually, I think you might have drawn it a little different than I did. Okay. So, like I said, the date that I'm looking for, you drew it with the date of the 10th of you May. You said May 12th. I, I said, said the 14th. I said 10th. You said 14th. Ah, I see. Okay. Draw, draw it from the 14th. It's actually uptrending as well. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yep. I see that. The reason that I drew it that way was because that is the, like the the like. There's a much more obvious top there, but also yeah. the interesting thing about that top is that if you extrapolate it down, and you use the top on the 9th of May, and then you use the top on the sixth or seventh of September, and then you extrapolate it, that's exactly where we're getting support right now. Yeah, so perfect. Love that too. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that first one, no matter how you draw, it was a cup and handle formation. I would agree with that. I think we are, to be honest with you, in that larger cup and handle. So I would agree with you. I think that that's what we're looking at, and I think that actually makes a lot of sense because it looks to me like we're going to break bullish out of this longer-term downtrending trading channel that we have been in. And by the way, guys, we're going to continue on with our technical analysis here, but I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, please make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,000 likes here in the next couple of minutes. It really helps to support our channel because it helps us to rank in the YouTube algorithm. So if you think more people would benefit from the kind of content that we are providing you guys hitting that like button is the best way to help us share this content with the world also make sure to go on our twitter and make sure to retweet the channel trailer or excuse me the coffee and crypto trailer which by the way zach switched to yourself you're the one that made that let's give a round of applause in chat for zach was that cool or what good job zach man that thing is amazing i can't tell you guys how many times i've watched that video if you don't know what i'm talking about you need to go check out my twitter at crypto jeb it is the pinned tweet and by the way shout out to crypto windio she was in chat a little bit ago shout out to her Make sure to go follow her and subscribe to her channel. But as far as the technical analysis is concerned, let's start with the Bollinger Bands because we have some very interesting things that we need to read into on the Bollinger Bands. If you'll remember to two weeks ago, we talked about the fact that Bitcoin was pulling away from the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. And we said back on about the 10th of December, about 14 days ago, about uh, 13 to 14 days ago, that the fact that we're pulling away from the bottom of the Bollinger Bands is a very good sign. And it could mean that we're beginning a rounding bottom. Fast forward two weeks, that's exactly what's happening. Bitcoin at the moment is testing the the 20 daily daily simple moving average, which is the center line of the Bollinger Bands. This line has momentum pushing to the downside. So if Bitcoin is going to break above this, to be honest with you, all Bitcoin has to do is trade sideways at 48 and a half for the next two days, and we will be in the bullish zone of the Bollinger Bands, which would be a major step in the direction of longer term bullishness for Bitcoin. I've shown you guys this with Bollinger Bands many times. Whenever you're above the 20 EMA or the 20 SMA on the daily chart for Bollinger Bands, you bounce off of it if you're in the uptrend. When you're in the downtrend, you reject from it. And then pay attention here to the times when we break this trend line right here, 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 and here. These are the four major times that we've broken this, excuse me, not trend line moving average. Every single time that we do this, we end up having a major trend reversal. Do you see that, guys? This is why technical analysis works. I have people tell me all the time, Jeb, technical analysis doesn't work. Why are you wasting your time with this? Explain this to me then, because I have been doing it for five years and I've witnessed it work over and over and over and over again. It is insane to me how accurate TA is. Don't give me all the credit. I'm just the messenger. Uh, John Bollinger is the one that discovered this back in the, what, the 70s? John Bollinger, I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but he's the guy that created the Bollinger Bands. And um, these are a very old uh, charting tool, but they're extremely powerful. And we talk about them in CT2A if you want to learn more. But here's the point. 
The fact that we are holding right here on the 20 uh, DSMA indicates to us that we could be on the very cusp of moving into an uptrend. I'm talking about in the next day, we could do that. It might take longer. I want to clarify, guys, we can never be certain of anything in technical analysis, but we can feel very confident in things. I can't tell you for certain that uh, the price is going to go to $63,000 tomorrow the same way I can tell you with basically certainty that the sun's going to rise tomorrow. I can't do that, but what I can give you is I can give you the best um, insight and the best wisdom and the best knowledge and the best technical analysis that I can. The technical analysis with Bollinger Band says right now that we're on the cusp of something big. With that, to, with that said, we're also going to look here at the RSI. RSI is in a very interesting position because there was a downtrend. Excuse me, there is a downtrend on RSI right now that Bitcoin is sitting right beneath. You can see the top, uh, the, uh, I call it the, uh, the set point up here was the 20th, uh, excuse me, the uh, pivot point up here was the 20th of October. And then the set point for this downtrend was the 8th of November. This gave us this declina uh, this inclination, this, uh, this angle right down here. And we've been sitting right beneath it. But the good news is on RSI, we've actually been setting higher highs and higher lows, meaning that the RSI is coming up to test this downtrend. And the reason that that's important, guys, is because every time that we've been in a major major uh, drop for the last little while, there's been a downtrend on RSI that RSI eventually had to break. When we were in this downtrend back in September, then we had this downtrend right here on the RSI. When we were in a downtrend back over here in May, June, and July, we had a downtrend right here on RSI. Guess what happened? Whenever we broke those Bollinger Bands, see how all this ties together? I'm going to show you how these, two cor uh, how these two corroborate each other. Whenever we break bullish above the 20 DSMA, we also at the exact same time broke bullish above that trend line on RSI. Whenever we broke bullish back here above that 20 DSMA. We also broke bullish above that above that downtrend on RSI. You see how these things you see how these things come together. We're going to be comparing this market and the position we are in with these two positions over the course of this stream because I firmly believe based on literally over 100 different technical analysis, on-chain metrics, fundamental reasons and more that Bitcoin could be just days away from a breakout. Could it not happen? Absolutely. We could fail to break out here, but we are in a good territory for it to actually come to pass. Now, I do also want to move on here to MACD. MACD is looking very solid. MACD has actually been a leading indicator over the last couple of weeks. We've had a bullish cross here. And let's also just go ahead and compare MACD in this whole analogy that we had. Where did the MACD cross came in? come in? It came in right there. Where did the MACD cross come in the last time? It came in right there. Let's draw a vertical line through all of this. We had the MACD cross. We had the 20 DSMA cross. And then we also had the break above the RSI at the exact same time, whenever we went into the June or the July and August rally. Whenever we went into the October rally, we saw the 20 DSMA break bullish, the downtrend on RSI break bullish, and the bullish MACD cross all happened at the exact same time. Guess what's happening right now? We are just about, more than likely in my opinion, to break bullish above the 20 DSMA. We're also likely about to break bullish above this downtrend on RSI, and we've already broken bullish on MACD. These are three confirming signals that normally move together, similarly to how we have a strategy on Lux Algo, where we look for three things to confirm each other, and they all say the same thing so that you have some certainty, you have some uh, unanimous vote of an uptrend. We're seeing the same thing form right now on the RSI. If you want to pause this screen and take a screenshot of this, this would be something good for you to remember because this kind of stuff shows up all the time in crypto markets. All you have to do is look. But let's go ahead and take a look at volume because one of the things I want to point out on volume, and I'll actually throw this to Tim, is that the volume is still coming down. Mm -hmm. We've seen quite a massive decline in volume. I would say that that means that we are close to the bottom and that we've built confidence around the support level. But 
But Tim, I know you have a lot of thoughts on volume analysis. Yeah. By the way, but guys, there are some traders out there that have a 30-year career and the only indicator they use is volume. So if you want a reason to pay attention to volume, that's one. Tim, what are you seeing in it? The, there's good and bad news with the volume <clears throat> as, as far as what I'm seeing. The good news is, is that nothing's been decided. The bad news is, is what we're looking for is an uptick in volume along with those green candles, because that is the confirmation that the institutions and composite man has decided it's time to rally. It's not too late. Sometimes you do wait till after the first sign of strength or this is a, a, a retest. Sometimes you wait till after that to see a, a real uh, uptick in volume. Um, but before we before we just say oh, yes, automatically, we're good, we're good to go, institutions are buying, you're going to see the volume uptick. So good news, it's, not, it's too early to say that it's not going to happen and that we're just going to come back down to the bottom. The bad news is it's also not at this point confirming anything yet. Yeah. Well, let's also do a little bit of candlestick analysis here, guys. I want to show you the last two days of candlestick analysis here on the daily chart for Bitcoin. And this is not great news either. And guys, by the way, I want you to realize there's always going to be bullish and bearish. It is our job as mm -hmm. the analysts to figure out which one is more powerful. So if you believe that the bulls are the more powerful factor right now, Tell us in chat, hashtag bullish. If you think the bears are more powerful right now, tell us hashtag bearish in chat. I would love to see what everybody thinks about that. Here's the deal with these two candlesticks. First of all, keep in mind, today's candlestick has not closed yet. I'm doing analysis on an open candle, but I can tell you something for certain about yesterday's candle, the 22nd. This is what is known as a shooting star formation. For anybody who has gone through our academy, the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, where we've taught nearly 5,000 students how to do analysis, if you join that uh, with the link down below, you will learn about these candlestick types this candlestick formation right here is called a shooting star formation. This basically tells us that the, the bulls went, hey, and then they failed. That's pretty much what we saw happen. The bulls tried to rally all the way up to 49600 and then the bears uh, brought them back down to earth, and we dropped $1,000. This indicates that the bulls tried, but the bulls got rejected. And then also today, we're seeing something called a spinning top form, and a spinning top basically signals indecision. Both of these can show up at the top of trends, and if either one of these shows up at the top of a trend, it generally speaking means that trend is not going to continue. What's the trend? The trend is to the upside. So the candlestick formations right now are not exactly bullish on Bitcoin. Let me see if I can find an example of both of these showing up at the top at the top of a trend for you. If we look back over here to the 14th of April 2021, you can see there were, excuse me, two spinning tops that formed right next to each other. Small candle body, equivalently sized wicks on either side. Color of the candles of the of the candle body doesn't matter. Both of these signaled indecisions. Uh, indecision. Then they led to a drop. As far as the shooting star, let's see if I can find one really quickly for you here. Let's see if my memory of the charts will serve me. It's actually really hard to find a shooting star top on Bitcoin, but you can actually put, you can find one right here. This candlestick right here on the 26th of October, 2019. It might not look like it at first because it's so big, but this is actually a shooting star. We have a body with a candle body longer than it, and then we led to a downtrend. So both of those back-to-back -back does tell us that the candlestick analysis is not exactly bullish on Bitcoin right now. But let's go ahead and move on here into Lux Algo. And by the way, guys, remember Lux Algo does does have a lifetime sale going on. Again, that will be going through the end of the year. So if you're interested in signing up for Lux Algo after you see us do analysis on it uh, with it, then make sure to check that out down below. Now, the first thing I want to do is I want to kind of lay the foundation on the daily chart, but we've spent a lot of time on Lux Algo down on the four hourly chart because I believe that's where we're actually going to see the first real signals showing up. And we've got some interesting things to talk about down there. But laying the foundation, right now we're in a confirmed downtrend on Lux Algo. I mean, guys, if you don't see how powerful these signals are, you definitely should take a look at this. I'll go ahead and draw the four most recent confirmed signals on Bitcoin. These two right here are invalid because they went either against the trend or they just confirmed an 
already going trend. So of the last six signals, the ones that I circled are the only four that are actually uh, real on the daily chart. The strong sell signal back over here, big rally, strong, uh, strong buy signal, big rally. This strong sell signal came in a little bit late, but that's to be expected because this was a very short, uh, short correction. This strong sell signal led to a big uptrend. This strong sell signal led to a big downtrend. I said sell signal, excuse me, buy signal. But if we look down here on the four hourly chart, then we're going to see something very, very, very important, guys. On the four hourly chart, we have a buy signal. Now, remember, what is my strategy? I want to look at multiple technical indicators and see if they confirm each other. Right now, we have a buy signal showing up on the four hourly chart for Bitcoin. Good sign, okay, but we're not done yet. If we look at something called the Lux oscillator, which is down here in my oscillators, you can see that it is green. That's a good sign. However, the problem comes with the fact that Lux oscillator actually looks like it's about to turn red. And then also on the daily, on the four hourly chart, uh, trend catcher right now has not turned green. So remember what I've said over the course of this week. Bitcoin looks like it's about to go into a confirmed uptrend on the four hourly chart, but it has not yet been confirmed. And that's what I like about Lux Algo is if you use those three um, indicators in conjunction, you're going to get strong confirmations. So the four hourly chart is not confirmed. In fact, it looks like we might be maybe take, taking a step in the wrong direction because it looks like Lux Oscillator might be about to turn bearish. That could indicate that we need some more sideways movement or a correction before <clears throat> we're able to con continue to the upside. Or it might also indicate that before we get confirmation, Bitcoin's going to want to go higher so that Lux Algo is a little bit uh, safer whenever it's calling that uptrend. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I appreciate that fact about the indicator. We're going to look at the hourly chart, but the hourly chart is, in my opinion, a little bit too short term mm -hmm. for it to really matter a whole lot in this case. We do have a strong buy signal. We do have a confirmed uptrend here on the hourly chart, but that has not graduated onto the four hourly chart. And there's a lot of confirmed uptrends and downtrends down here on the hourly chart, all of which, by the way, in the last, you know, 24 to uh, 21 days that I've looked at have been very solid confirmed uptrends and downtrends, but we just don't see that graduating up to the four hourly chart, which after the four hourly chart, we want to see it graduate up to the eight hour chart. Basically what Lux Algo is telling us right now is, yeah, you're in a rally down on the hourly chart, but we need to see that show up in a bigger way before we can tell you that that is going to continue. So that's my take on Lux Algo. Tim, while I get a couple of these articles up, I want to ask you, what do you think about Lux Algo's four hourly chart? Uh, looking like it's tr it's like on the verge of giving us a strong buy signal, but it hasn't done it yet. What are you reading? There? Well, I think we, we referenced this yesterday. Uh, what my thoughts were on that. And, and again, I, I, the reason I love what Luxago is doing is confirming my opinions about what I think the market is doing right now. And the fact is that I, I'm waiting for there actually be a confirmation that we need to buy. And that's why uh, I love I love the indicators and, and formations. We all, whether we want to or not, have our biases. We have our emotional attachments to things. We really want the price to do X or we really want it to do Y. Indicators don't care about that. They just look at numbers. They don't have a bullish or bearish bias. And so what I love about this chart is it's kind of keeping that uh, the hopium, bullish emotion, in check. It's not denying it, and I do expect it to turn green here soon, but I love that it's it's kind of keeping and corralling a bullish biased momentum because I think there's a lot of people right now who are just set. They're like, nope, we're in a bear market. We're going down. And other people, oh, no, we're about to go to 100,000 next week because I still believe we're hitting 100,000 by the end of 2021. Uh, TA is good because it doesn't care about those emotions. If you learn to read it correctly, it, it actually helps you keep your head level. So Luxago, I'm loving what it's saying. I don't, I don't think it negates anything else that we're seeing. It actually confirms some other thoughts that I'm looking at with technical analysis. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, you know, in chat, a couple of people mentioned this. Uh, when we talk about manipulation, mm -hmm. 
because that's the whole concept of what I was talking about with the volume. Uh, guys, that's you know, these institutions of composite man. For those of you who are newer to the channel, I talk about this, about this from time to time. Uh, Richard Wyckoff or the Wyckoff accumulation phase talks about how to handle the way manipulators or institutions manipulate the market and how if you read it correctly, you can make a lot of money. So I saw in chat, I don't remember the name, but someone's like, if you really think about it, the manipulation happening could really be in our favor. And a couple people kind of chime back it at definitely that, can be, yeah. saying, oh, how is that? How can manipulation be in our favor? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I mentioned this, but I want to say it on, on, on uh, screen. If you, you got to understand some manipulation happens in other markets where people just come in and they want to screw something over. They want to short it. They want it to do terrible. The manipulators in Bitcoin love Bitcoin and they want to make money from it, right? Now, they will short it from time to time to drive the price down, but only so that they can buy more. If you can learn how to think the way they think and ride the way that they go. So, for example, we used a whale and a fish analogy. A lot of fish ride whales and they go with them wherever they go and they eat the stuff that comes off the whales and they, and they grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. If you think about it, if you learn how to think the way manipulators think, the way these institutions think, the way the composite man thinks, you can ride those waves and make money right alongside of them. Uh, so that's why, in my opinion, I agree. Again, I don't remember the name that said it, but I completely agree. Rather than fussing and crying and saying, oh, no, why is there manipulation? If you learn how to think about manipulation, how to read the, the trends, you actually will make a whole lot of money from doing what they're doing. I'd love, I'd love to make a comment about that as well. Uh, uh, two things, uh, and this is a great example for the, uh, the art of technical analysis. And uh, on your chart, I think you're looking at the Bitstamp uh, BTC Alex Algo. If you go to the BTC US dollar Binance chart, the trend captures are actually green. And this is one of those things that is part of the art of technical analysis is even when you're looking at a chart, you can get conflicting signals between different exchanges and different charts because there's different sort of pressures in that in buying pressures and selling pressures in that market in that market. Uh, and additionally, tagging on to what you just said, Tim, yeah. I think it's incredible, uh, not incredible, I think it's important to note that every purchase and every sale is a manipulation of the market by yeah. nature. So yeah. by, yeah. by buying no, and saving yourse yourself, you're manipulating it. Us smaller fish feel like these big players are manipulating it with some ill intent. And in all, in all reality, they're doing exactly the same thing we're doing, which is trying to invest, trade, and make money. And they just have the more money. And, and, and their movement has more factors in terms of moving the market. But what they're doing, and I've mentioned this as well on, on stream here, what they're doing is these big money players, they're not trading on the price. They don't even look at the price. That that doesn't matter in their trading strategy. Yeah. What they're doing is they're going to go over all the things we're about to share with you here in just a moment, the on-chain data, the on-chain metrics. When they're seeing there's a far, far uh, uh, imbalance of uh, um, leverage trading and, and uh, derivatives and options, as well as stable coins coming in, or out, they're looking at the data because they can use that to technical analysis of the on-chain data to, to predict and see where they can move the market easiest. And so it's important to read it, you know, because a book doesn't work if you can't read. And just like hmm. charting doesn't work if yeah. you can't read the signals. Yeah. I want to chime one more thought. It was a segment of what Kelly just said that was super important. He said that they're not looking at the prices necessarily. And they are looking at prices relatively, but what he was kind of really getting at, and I want to extrapolate, is the concept of they are not looking at how many U.S. dollars worth of Bitcoin do I have? Mm -hmm. They are looking at how much Bitcoin do I have because they see the future and they know that one day wealth will be measured about how much Bitcoin you own, not about how many US dollars or British pounds or Chinese, uh, was it yuan? Renminbi or you know, yuan. Whatever it is. Like, the point isn't how much crypto do I have in relativity to my fiat. The question is, 
how much crypto do I have and specifically Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. Well, let's go ahead and keep moving here. I'm going to jump on over to Kelly's Twitter and we're going to read some of his on-chain posts. He's got a lot of great on-chain metrics over here, guys. Make sure to go follow him at Kelly Kellum on Twitter. You, you'll see the handle here on screen. Bitcoin NVT slash NVTS signal. We're going to look at what those mean here in just a second. Stablecoin supply ratio and BTC buying power charts are all signaling the time is now for the bears to go into hibernation chain and met- uh, hibernation. On-chain metrics have painted a picture of bulls. Uh, strength slowly bringing the market to a boiling point. Happy holidays indeed. Watch Crypto Jab. I like that last bit. That's a good part. But let's go ahead and read at some of these on-chain metrics because they're pretty good too. Bitcoin network value to transaction signal. This is the NVT signal that you have probably heard of. And I'm not going to go into how it's calculated right now. This is a very long running, very, uh, very, very uh, popular technical uh, on-chain metric. And essentially what we can see here is that there's a line that you can draw through it over the last 10 years. And there's actually a line similar to this on the weekly chart RSI that I might show you guys a little bit later. But the point is here, every single time Bitcoin drops down to this level on, or excuse me, every single time NVT drops down to this level right here, we have a major rally. You can see one happened here at the very end of 2018, big rally ensued. We saw it happen here in March. March of 20, uh, 2020, we, all, we saw a big rally. We saw it drop down here to 2021 lows, and we saw a large rally. Guess where we are right now? We're sitting very low down there. NVT is telling us that we are in a position based on historical data to move into a big rally. And by the way, this is the interesting thing about on-chain metrics. It is very important for you to understand how on-chain metrics are calculated. But to be honest with you, you don't actually need to know how they're calculated so long as you can trust that they are calculated with a proper scientific reasoning behind them. And you can realize what the trend is. The trend says from NVT signal right now that we should be looking for a longer-term uptrend. As well as that, we can look at the NVT signal uh, a little bit differently. This is a similar chart, but it's just shown a little bit differently. You can see that we are in a zone where we are very, very low on NVT signal. And this is telling us that we should be seeing a rally in the same way that it told us we should be seeing a rally during all of these drops. I mean, take a look at this. When we saw a $3,000 drop right at the exact moment I got into crypto in 2017, NVT was down here, big rally. Same thing happened here, big rally. Same thing happened here, rally. Same thing happened in uh, May, June, and July, rally. That's where we are right now. We should be looking for a rally pretty soon. You see what I mean when I told you there are half a dozen different technical indicators that we're going to talk about today. I'm moving through them pretty quick because I want to throw them all at you, and I don't want to spend too much time on each individual one of them. Bitcoin stable coin supply ratio has a downtrend on its trade on its tra- on its uh what is this orange I'm colorblind I'm pretty sure that's orange this line right here moving to the downside you can see the last three years of data we are sitting right here on top of this support line that has been a downtrending level of support it's another thing that indicates that we should be seeing a bounce pretty soon and by the way on this chart from Glassnode you can also see this uptrend right here that has been in play on Bitcoin for quite some time and we're currently bouncing off of it as well over here on BTC USD versus buying power again I'm not going to spend the time explaining how this stuff is calculated because I want to be quick with our time but you can see this is telling us that we are in a very similar position as we were in March of last year and what would that be October and November of last year before a rally here in late January of this year here in May June and July of this year and also in late September early October of this year all of those times were right before a 50 to a 100 percent rally and the on-chain metrics are telling us we are in that same boat but we actually have more on-chain to talk about here I want to specifically look at this one. This is called the long-term hodler nuple, the net unrealized profit and loss. Again, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into how this is calculated, but you can clearly see the trend. We have a triple bottom down here. Every single time we bottom out on this line, that is where we have a rally. We are sitting right down here just below 0.65 on long-term hodler uh, nuple, and this tells us that we are down here in this uh, optimism slash anxiety, and we're actually getting maybe down a little bit into fear, but we're pushing in the right direction, or excuse me, we are getting low enough that we could be seeing that spring. We talk about the spring 
bring in Wyckoff. I talked about the trampoline analogy. The lower you go, the more explosive power you're going to have. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now from that. And then also there's one final one down here. I mean, guys, Kelly's Twitter is just full of on-chain. We could sit here for the next five hours and go over all this. The last one I'll show you here is Bitcoin risk level aggregate. You can pause this. There's a little explanation of how this is calculated right here. During the last two bull markets, we saw the, the market turn red based on this. You can see it happened here in 2013 uh, twice before we had the all-time high peak. We saw it happen twice here in 2017 before the all-time high peak. We've only seen ourselves turn red here on the aggregate risk, meaning that we're above 75% once during this rally. And to be honest with you, I think that we are going to see that happen again because I think Bitcoin is going to be well over $100,000 within the next six months. Okay, so we went over all the on-chain. What does that mean? Here's what on-chain should be used for. It should be used for a perspective to look at a market through a certain lens. The reason that we look at a dozen and a half different technical indicators every single stream is because we want to get a wide perspective. It's much easier to tell what a movie is about when it's in 4K than when it's in 1440p, than when it's in 1080p, when it's in 720p, than when it's in 480. The lower the resolution goes, the more difficult it is to decipher what exactly is going on. But the more resolution, the more pixels you have, the more perspective you have, the better off you will be because you'll be able to understand a little bit better. So that's why we show you guys so many different angles of the market. And that's one of the things that makes our show unique is that we show you so many different ways to look at the market. And then we try and bring it all together into one cohesive narrative about what the market is doing based on facts based on on-chain and based on technical analysis. And by the way, we're also not trying to tell you how to think about that. We're also teaching you how to think about it. If that's not a good enough reason to subscribe to the best, fastest growing technical analysis channel on YouTube, I don't know what is. But let's go ahead into our first, our second intermission here and check in with the community. Thank you guys so much for your super chats yeah. and your support. Smash that like button if you haven't already. Let's see if we can't get that over 1,000 here in the next little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, that's we funny. got 2,800 people watching, right under 800 likes. We can definitely get that up. The other thing is, if you're new here, we want to welcome you. Consider mm -hmm. hitting that subscribe button. Absolutely free, but it'll keep you up to date and, and in tune with everything that's coming out. Uh, we have a show. This show is every single day of the week, uh, 9.30. So Monday through Friday, 9.30 to roughly 10.45 or so. Yep. Uh, and then, again, new content coming out very, very soon. We got really we, cool stuff coming we out. We stop producing year. just daily, like, topical content because we're going to produce, like, stuff that is really going to help educate. And, yeah. again, with that mantra that we really want to stress to you guys, this channel is about teaching people how to think about things, not teaching people what to think those videos are going to be amazing so hit that subscribe by, button so you don't miss those. and by the way guys that content tim is talking about we're working on behind the scenes yeah. i'm not going to tell you what it's about i'm not going to drop too much but i'll give you a little bit of tease i honestly think the content that we're working on right now behind the scenes is going to be the best content of its class in the Absolutely. entire cryptocurrency youtube space i genuinely do believe that and i'm very much looking forward to seeing it by the way i'm sorry i keep cutting you off tim no, shout either. out to the crypto keeper uh from debate crypto make sure to go follow debate crypto on youtube and crypto keeper over on uh twitter he says uh Crypto fam, smash the like. CT2A is where it's at. Educate yourselves. Merry Christmas. That like that had a flow to it. I like that, Mr. Crypto Keeper. Make sure to go subscribe to his channel. He's a good guy. And check out CT2A. Links down below. We have one from Cryptosaurus Rex again. So he, he done it earlier, but he said, seriously, every member of this team is what makes Crypto Jeb channel so incredible. You're right. Thank you for each of your parts in helping so many people. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Absolutely Merry Christmas. Agree. Happy New Year. Happy everything, guys. It's going to be a good time. Thank you so much. And awesome name, by the way. I, yeah. I, re I respect a good username. Oh, like yeah. I remember there was a YouTuber I watched like 10 years ago named Monkey Farm. And I was like, I don't know why that's so cool to me. I just like that name. I just love a good name. 
Yeah, we have another one from uh, Bitcoinologist uh, who just <laughs> got CD two A yesterday. Woo! Let's uh, go. Congrats! So we're so happy for you. If there's anything, any questions, uh, email our support team, support at cryptojeb.com. Uh, and you'll be really talking to Tim's wife. Guys. Yeah, yeah, you'll be talking to Taylor, my wife, not Taylor T. Shroom. Uh, two Taylors here. A tale of two Taylors. Uh, yeah. Uh, Victor Carigas just said Say- Saitama Project. Saitama. Saitama. Okay. Sa- you know what's funny? I'm in a business group with uh, 12 other CEOs here in town, and I, I'm talking with a CEO who's a friend of mine. He's got you know, 50, 60 employees under him, and he keeps talking. Every time I see him, he's like, so I just bought some more Saitama. Like, what, what should I do with it? I'm like... Okay, I don't know much about Saitama. It sounds like it's one. It's similar to one of the do, do, uh, do, dog coin projects. Well, I keep telling them, I'm like, dude, okay, listen, you're a very smart individual. You know how to invest. Get something, get a blue chip first and then jump into the penny stocks. At least build a foundation in Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's what I'll tell you about that because I haven't done enough research on Saitama to tell you one way or the other. But what I will tell you is that if you're jumping into a micro cap like that and you don't have Bitcoin, there are people on YouTube that will vehemently disagree with me on this. I personally think you're making a mistake because I think it is important to have a backbone for your portfolio because if you invest in a bunch of micro caps and they all go to zero, well, you're screwed and you're probably going to quit crypto. If you've been in it for six months, you put 5,000 bucks in it and then you lose all of it, you're probably not going to want to stick around. But if you had a foundation built in Ethereum, built in Bitcoin, built in some of these much more stable projects, then you would have more sticking power and you probably wouldn't leave uh, and you probably wouldn't blow over at the first sign of trouble. So... That's what I would say to that. Uh, Duramax, again, wants to shout out ADA gang. Love Tag ADA just, gang. Just wants to support us and shout out ADA. So. ADA gang. I just bought some ADA guys. I had been talking about ADA for a long time and hadn't actually managed to scoop any up for a long time. I'm very excited that I now have a bag of it. I'm super pumped about ADA. Here's one from Rock God saying crow price prediction for next year. Crow price prediction. I can tell you a little bit about crow. The reason that crypto.com is such a powerful cryptocurrency is not actually because of the cryptocurrency. It's because of that name. We talked about Binance Coin and why it's ranked number three. Binance Coin would not be ranked number three. It would probably not even be in the top 100 if it were not for Binance because mm-hmm. one, it wouldn't have the brand, and two, it wouldn't have the capital to develop the smart the, the smart chain that gives it all of its value. As far as crow, crypto.com is concerned, it's ranked number 15 and worth 15 billion dollars because of the crypto.com name Mm. you need to um uh, what would the term be stake or lock up crypto.com for a certain amount of time to get their different cards that's where all the value is coming from because crypto.com the company is forcing a lot of crypto.com supply out of circulating supply which is naturally going to raise the is going to lower the supply and cause the price to go up so it does have very strong tokenomics but i would be very careful because it is extremely centralized at least the 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 thing that's leading to its value is extremely centralized kelly you had a thought oh i was just going to say they also have an incredible advertising campaign they absolutely to, do. To, to, to people that are tuning their violin. Remember that the day? Oh, yeah. Did? No, I was trying to, I was playing violin the other day. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, no, I was playing violin the other day, and I was, I was opening my tuner app, and there was like four ads that showed up before I could tune my violin, and every single one of them is crypto.com. That's awesome. A new kind of currency desires a new kind of card, or however it goes. Like, it's got stuck in my head. That's how you know crypto is maturing when you have a jingle stuck in your head. That's, that's where we are nowadays. We have one more super chat before we want to jump back into uh, content, and it's from Matt C. It was a hundred dollar donation. Thank you, Matt. Saying I just wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It has been one of the most exciting, interesting, informative, challenging years of my life. I have learned so much from all of you and have gained a new community of friends Aww. that I am truly grateful for. Much love, Matt C. Very much appreciative of yeah. you, man. You've been one of the OG followers of the Coffee and Crypto Show. We started doing Coffee and Crypto 
uh, regularly, what, in late February, early March, something like that. We've been going for about 10 months here, and I'm really excited to see what the next year brings for Coffee and Crypto. This show is only going to get better. Drop a one in chat if you've been watching from the beginning, because that, like this show has made so many strides. I remember when Tim was a voice, and he didn't even have a camera on him, because we didn't have the other camera. We didn't have a cable Smay to have a camera on Smay says that I've always had a camera. He was the voice without the... Okay, well, I'm going to give him the uh, the benefit of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but I just remember the production of this show has increased exponentially. And guys, by the end of next year, you're going to be thinking you're watching a television show, man. We got all kinds of stuff going on in a good way. Of course, we're not going to turn into, you know, traditional media. That's not what I meant. But the production of this show is only going to keep going up as well as the content that we are delivering to you guys. But with that said, let's go ahead and jump on into Ethereum. Ethereum has been in a rising wedge over the last several months, and it did break bearish out of that, and that is where we are right now. These rising wedges typically get listened to. I have found descending and ascending triangle patterns as well as rising wedges, all five of them, the symmetrical triangle patterns, uh, ascending, descending, and then wedges. Uh, All of these different triangle patterns just pointed in different directions. These triangle patterns, this whole group of five different types, very commonly get followed even on longer term time frames and that's what we're seeing happen on ethereum right now as far as ethereum's technical analysis the interesting thing here is that it is actually in a somewhat similar position to bitcoin right now it is trading just below the 20 daily exponent uh, daily simple moving average on the bollinger bands this indicates that we are in downtrend but that we may be about to break to the upside and if bitcoin does ethereum will likely follow and that means that ethereum uh would end up going into an uptrend right alongside bitcoin but even before i go further on ethereum though i do want to remind you that ethereum is following bitcoin right now it might not necessarily look like that but it is ethereum in my opinion is a week or two behind bitcoin as far as price action, but... Ethereum doesn't necessarily have to drop down to $3,300 as we have drawn as a support level if Bitcoin, or excuse me, $3,600 that we've drawn as a support level if Bitcoin goes into an uptrend. I do think that we're going to see Ethereum follow Bitcoin's lead. But as far as some of our other metrics, the RSI is one I want to show you. RSI right now is still being held below the 50 line. We're currently sitting with a local high at 47. That means we are in something called the bearish control zone. The bearish control zone is everything below 50, and the bullish control zone is everything above 50. So if we're up here, this means the bulls are in charge. If we're down here, this means the bears are in charge. And that largely paints an obvious picture if you look at the market. And we just kind of minimize some of this. If you take a look at the market, Let's just draw a vertical line each time that the market changed uh, what it was doing in relation to that. You can see that we were above it up here. We were in an uptrend. We're below it down here. We're in a downtrend. Generally speaking, of course, there are outliers like these little peaks up here. But generally, if you're below 50, you're in a downtrend and the bears are in power. The bears are still in power here on Ethereum. And that's kind of the narrative that we're talking about here on Bitcoin as well. The bears are in power, but they look like they might be losing that power is the best way that I can describe that. Now, the MACD has also flipped bullish, but it is in a very slow period of expansion. The uh, bullish divergence of the MACD is remarkably slow, and this indicates that Ethereum is attempting a breakout, but it doesn't have much exuberance behind it. I think part of the reason for that, guys, is because now that Bitcoin looks more bullish, I think people that were in Ethereum are moving to Bitcoin because they're like, oh, it looks like Bitcoin's about to start a new rally for us. And then, remember what I said earlier about all these altcoins, guys? There's just enough confidence in the market that I think people are selling their Ethereum at a profit because a lot of these people holding Ethereum bought it at $200, $400, $600, $800, $1,000. They're selling it from Ethereum into some of these smaller project like near protocol like live peer like one inch network like ave uniswap monero etc myself included i sold some ethereum because i was at like two thousand percent profit i bought it at 200 bucks back a year and a half ago so i'm up you know thirty eight hundred dollars per ethereum 
I sold a few Ethereum so that I could buy some of these altcoins. And so I was part of the selling pressure there. And I think a lot of people are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. They're saying, okay, in the last year, this altcoin space has proven that you can find 50 and 100x gains. But where are we going to get that money from? Are we going to go and pull $100,000 from, you know, US dollars and invest more in the market? Or are we going to take Ethereum, which we're up, you know, 400, 600, 1,000 percent, 1,500, 2,000 percent? Are we going to sell some of that into the altcoins? That's what I did. And I think a lot of other people are doing that. You might say, well, why wouldn't they do that with Bitcoin? Well, Ethereum hasn't dropped anywhere near as much as Bitcoin has. Bitcoin is down. If we look at the market here, from its all-time high, it's down 30%. If we look at Ethereum, Ethereum is only down from its all-time high 18.5%. So it makes more logical sense if you have a large bag of Bitcoin and Ethereum to sell the Ethereum rather than the Bitcoin. And that's why I've been more bearish on Bitcoin recently. Uh, that's why I've been more bearish on Ethereum recently and why it might look like I'm kind of attacking Ethereum recently and saying, hey, it needs to go to 3300 bucks. is because I think people are doing exactly what I did, selling their profits out of Ethereum and putting it into altcoins and, frankly, back into Bitcoin and buying the dip because there is an arbitrage opportunity right there. So I think that 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 is what's going on with ETH. But let's go ahead and also take a look at the volume. I want to bring Tim in on this because I love hearing his take on volume. Tim, what do you have to say about the volume? We had a volume uh, spike over on the 4th of December. We've been in a very stark, very strong downtrend on volume ever since. Daily chart or four-hourly chart? Daily chart. Okay, let me go to the daily chart. City, and you said the 4th of December, right? 4th of December, we had a big red candlestick on volume, or a big red bar on on volume. Yes. I mean, look at the price action happening that day. Massive sell-off, yep. but then buy right back. Uh, a lot of stuff happening right there. Uh, yeah, and we're, and we're, we're starting to taper off now with Ethereum. You know, someone said in chat, this is absolutely true, and it, it could be exactly what we see happening. And this could be the good news for going back to what Bitcoin, what we're talking about Bitcoin, the, the bad news is we don't have that confirmation yet. Are our institutions kind of on Christmas break almost? So there, is there not a lot of that happening right now? Are we waiting for maybe a next couple of days for for volume to come up in all of the uh, channels? Here, this is what I would say about Ethereum and the volume. The low volume for both bullish and bearish actions right now are it putting Ethereum in a place where I would not recommend necessarily selling Ethereum right now, but I also wouldn't recommend recommend buying it because it's a very clear indecisive market according to the volume. What I'm looking at right here is, you know, there's a lot of different things you could look at. Uh, It looks like we are in a symmetrical triangle pattern on a shorter time frame, like the four hourly chart uh, versus uh, so uh, this is what I'll say about Ethereum. Ethereum, the shorter market you're looking at, there's some hope there. It's when you start going out to the daily, three daily, four daily, four daily, weekly. I don't know why I said four daily. I don't look there. Daily, three daily, weekly charts that I think that slowly but surely on the four hourly chart, eight hourly chart, we're seeing it kind of move with Bitcoin. I think over the next month or two, it doesn't mean Ethereum will drop off the face of the planet and go bearish. I I actually think you're going to see Bitcoin outpace Ethereum. Ethereum moves semi down, but mostly sideways. And and we talked about this a couple months ago on the show. Guys, do your back analysis. Go back and look at, and I want to talk about the big three that widely are considered the big three, even though coins like Solana have come up and surpassed Cardano. But we watched all of 2021. Cardano, Ethereum, and Bitcoin do this like dance of weaving, where one takes the lead, one is just dragging and doing nothing, and one kind of hangs in the middle. What we have just been through a season of is Ethereum being the leader, Cardano obviously laying a crapper, laying an egg, and then Bitcoin hanging in the middle. I think we're about to see Cardano take the lead, because that's a lot of times what we see happen when we see a switch, is the bottom 
comes to the top. Uh, and I think Ethereum's going to drop off, and I think Bitcoin's going to be right there behind Cardano, and then there will be a season. Look, maybe Bitcoin leads first, and then Cardano. I don't know which one, but I think it's Ethereum's season to kind of yeah. take their foot off the gas. That doesn't mean massive bearish the way Cardano just had like a 65% drop or something like that. I'm not predicting 65% drop on Ethereum, but I am predicting some sideways boring and I, uh, boring action that makes traders and investors start treating it like the way Bitcoin's been treated over the last couple of weeks, where it's kind of been boring, not a lot of volume, no one's really touching it. Uh, I, I would expect Ethereum to kind of have that boat moving here in the next couple of months. I think I would agree with you because I think a lot of people are about to put a lot of money in on some of these smaller cap projects like an ADAX or like a, you know, like a Cardano or like a Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not smaller cap, but it isn't a good buying opportunity in my opinion. And that money has to, that money has to come from somewhere. It can come from cash reserves set in stable coins and it can come from U.S. dollars. It can come from fiat, but I think a lot of people, like myself, already have as much of their net worth in crypto as they want, and they're going to be repositioning their portfolio. And so when they look for money and they say, okay, well, where am I going to uh, find the gains that I want to use to reposition my my crypto? They're going to say, oh, yeah, I've been holding Ethereum for two years. I bought it at $130. It's at $4,000. i will sell that. That's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. I sold some of my Ethereum straight into some of these altcoins that I've been telling you about over on my Twitter. By the way, if you guys want an update on what my portfolio is doing and uh, what I'm buying, then make sure to check out my Twitter. You can find all of that there. But we're going to go ahead and move here into Cardano. I know you guys are excited about that. I'm excited about that. I now have a bag for it. It had been a long time coming. I had been wanting to get into Cardano right around the time I was wanting to get into Cardano. Back in July and August, it absolutely moonshot up to $3, and everybody wanted me to buy it up here, and I'm like, eh, no, I'm going to not do that. I almost bought it at $2, but I had a feeling it was going to have a hard time here just because we traded sideways above $2 for so long, although I'm very happy with my current purchase down around $1.21. Bought quite a bit of Cardano down there, and I'm very happy with it. But let's go ahead and take a quick look at ADA. We're just going to be very brief here. We want to keep it moving, but there is a downtrend that has been in play on Cardano that Cardano is currently breaking out of. And this is one of the most exciting things on the chart, in my opinion. This downtrend starts back over here on the 9th of November. We have a level of resistance here on the 2nd of December. And then we tested this as resistance about a week ago, and now we've broken bullish above it. This is one of the things that Tim and I were talking about. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to buy Cardano if it goes above $1.35, you should say, hey, I'm going to buy Cardano if it goes above this moving average, if it breaks above this trend line, and if we see this uh, signal flash from the MACD or Lux Algo does X, Y, and Z. I think it's a common mistake for people to say, I'm going to buy a project if it goes to X or if it goes above X. I think it's much better to say if it touches this support level, then I will buy it. I think it's better to have a reason for your levels. And the reason that I bought it at $1.21 was because I actually complete, I agreed with Tim that there was an opportunity, there was a chance that that a Cardano could bounce here at $1.20. So I bought it at $1.21 down here on a bounce and I'm very happy with it so far. But if we look out on the daily chart, because I want to do a little bit of longer-term analysis here. We have some very interesting things showing up on Lux Algo and the like. Now, the interesting thing about Lux Algo here is that this strong sell signal is not confirmed. That is invalid, and that makes this strong sell signal invalid also. This strong sell signal is not valid because we didn't have a green trend catcher and because Lux Oscillator wasn't green. The last time we saw a sell signal on Cardano was over here on the 6th of September. This was a confirmed one. We've been in a downtrend ever since. This buy signal called this entire rally. This sell signal called this entire drop. If you guys want a reason to buy Lux Algo, you just found it. It's going to help you find those secondary macro trends on the daily chart and also find setups on the shorter term timeframes. But the fact is we've been in a downtrend here for a while. 
What I'm looking for now that we push so deep into the reversal zones here is when do we have a buy signal? Well, I think it's going to take a little while. I think Cardano is probably going to have to go up to $1.45, maybe $1.50 before we actually see a strong buy signal come in from Lux Algo. But when I see that, I'm probably going to go ahead and buy double what I already have in Cardano because I've had a strategy of putting in a third and a third, and I'm thinking about putting in even more just because I really want to get more Cardano moving into the new year because I do think that it's going to perform very, very well. But the thing I want to also point out here on Lux, uh, on uh, Cardano, this just jumped out at me. Down here on the daily chart, there's actually a three white, uh, three white soldiers formation that just formed. Three large green candlesticks of equivalent size with, with little to no candle bodies down here. If you guys want to learn more about three white soldiers patterns, we also talk about those in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Drop a one in chat if you've gone through CT2A and you love it. If you want to learn how to do the technical analysis that we're doing here so that you can think for yourself and do analysis on markets that you don't see us do analysis on. If you want to learn how to do technical analysis, you've seen the power of it right now. I have distilled the 5,000 plus hours of study I have put into this into a 12-hour program. You can find the link down below. There's about 40 videos in there that will help you out quite a bit. And the Three White Soldiers pattern is one of them. Three White Soldiers helps you to understand that we are going into an uptrend and that is something that I'm very excited about on Cardano. I think the next little while is going to be very, very bullish. But let's go ahead and take a look at Ave. In fact, am I, able, am I not able to find that? Do they not have Ave here on TradingView? Kelly, have you seen that before? Is Ave not on TradingView or am I being silly? I might be being silly. They definitely have Ave on TradingView. It's they do a, have it's Ave. It's a major. It's a A-A-V-E. <laughs> I am just silly. I was typing A-A-V-A. Guys, I did not sleep well last night. Clearly, my brain's running on slow right now. I'm on slow mode. But let's go ahead and take a look at Ave here. I promise I'm not stupid, guys. I just, you know, it happens. That's how it goes. We do the show five days a week. But right now on Ave, what I do want to show you is that there's a longer-term downtrend forming. I actually looked at this chart a little earlier. That's pretty funny that, that happened. There's two downtrends I'm seeing right now, from this touch right here to this touch right here, and then also this this downtrend right there. Ave, we're on BitCub right now, is uh, pretty low. In fact, we're double bottoming, I would say, down here around 5,000 at THB. But I also want to look at the US dollar chart, so let's go ahead and do that. Ave USD, and we can look at it over on Coinbase because there's some other things on there. And it looks pretty similar, guys. There is also that downtrend, as you can see right there, but there's also a slightly different one at this level at the same time. We have slightly lower lows right here. And if we look at the RSI, then I believe what we're going to find is that the RSI is jumping out of the bullish, out of the bearish control zone. You can see we just jumped above 50. This strong rally right here is very interesting because Ave actually has a very, a very uh, good project. I haven't personally used Ave, but I know a lot of people that do the, um, so it is a project that has a very strong community behind it. And if we look over here on CoinMarketCap, we will find out that it is ranked, I want to say about 50. It's ranked number 52. This is a sleeper, guys, to be honest with you. I think Ave deserves to be higher than this. Let me ask you this, Kelly. While I look at some more TA here, have you ever used Ave and their and their service? I don't. I haven't personally, but I know a lot of people that have and they rave about it. I think T-Shroom is one of them, actually. I, I haven't used Ave specifically. I've, I have done some DeFi. Uh, DeFi. I had some stuff on Celsius and also Nexo. But I know about... Uh, six, six to eight, six or eight, very large, almost like not quite massive whales, but almost like ba like large dolphin or or baby whale, if you will, like big money players, as well as uh, who's who's the who's the guy that that owns the Mavericks? Mark, uh, Mark Cuban. Mark, Cuban. Mark Cuban, Cuban is a huge proponent of Ave too. But really, it's it's a, it's just a wonderful, it's hmm. it's, it's an incredible opportunity uh, to yeah. allow people to borrow against their own assets. So yep. it's it's literally like case in point what crypto's yeah. for to. 
get out of the traditional. It's literally system. one. That, that's why I like about the the Ave project is that it's helping to bring some of the traditional financial instruments that we have to use from banks or from centralized places like Coinbase and BlockFi into the decentralized ec- ecosystem, and that's where we're going to finally see Bitcoin come into its own. But the interesting thing that just showed up here on Ave that is the reason I wanted to the the reason I wanted to talk about this was because we've just seen a buy signal come in on Lux Algo. We've just seen Trendcatcher turn green, and we've also just seen that Lux Oscillator is turning green as well. This is the first confirmed buy signal of any altcoin I've seen in quite some time. We've been in a confirmed downtrend on Lux Algo's chart anyway, ever since the 19th of, of September. And this actually makes a lot of sense that we would be seeing a confirmed buy signal right now, considering we just came down to a support line that we can see drawn either right there or you can maybe, maybe draw it right there. We just bounced off of this. And by the way, this is a falling wedge. Falling wedges typically break to the upside. This project being ranked number 52, I think it has a long way that it can go. Fundamentals are strong. I think Ave is a pretty solid buy right now. Obviously, make sure you do your own research before you invest in anything. But I think that we are looking pretty solid on that. Now, let's go to full screen really quick. I want to I want to try one thing in TA wise. I want to I want to I want to caution people again. Make your decision. Don't take anything Jeb just said or anything I'm about to say and say, well, that's what I'm going to do. There is a descending wedge on Ave, with the exception of we it look like we almost broke out of it around the end of June, around the 24th. Or so, but as a whole, on the daily and three day, I like using the three daily chart to see it better. There's an ascending wedge. There's not that much more before we hit resistance, and I do think it's a little early in that descending wedge. I'm sorry if I said ascending, uh, descending wedge or falling wedge. There's not a lot of room left before we hit that resistance. I actually think this is potentially a wait and see. And I'm, and I'm not saying you need to wait and see. I'm saying consider wait and see. Because there's not a lot left before we head a resistance. Now, we break through that resistance. Now there's a whole new ball game, But we don't know what's going to. And in, and in my opinion, and if you read falling wedges and you know how to read them, more often than not, this is a little too early for us to break. Yeah, you would normally see a falling wedge break around 70 to 80% of the way through. This falling wedge is about 530 days long. We're currently 333 days into it, so we're somewhere in that 60% region. What I would say is that um, there's two different things you can do here. Either you can take the Lux Algo signal and buy right now and just assume that uh, Ave will bounce and rally with this incoming uh, movement on Bitcoin to the upside and break this falling wedge. Or, as Tim said, you can play it safe and you can wait for us to actually break the falling wedge. And uh, once we do that either you know now or later then you will have a much better entry price so that's definitely a good idea and i would very much consider the words that he just said but with that said i also do want to uh just read a quote briefly from jack mallers the ceo of strike if you don't know who Strike is, Strike is one of the is the company that's actually helping um, uh, El Salvador to bring Bitcoin online and and actually be able to process all the transactions that it needs to. And he was talking to the uh, the IMF, the International. Um, let me see, how can I? How I know it's the International Monetary Fund. I'm trying to think of a way to insult them with a different <laughs> with a different name in their acronym. The International uh, My Money Fund. That's it. There you go. That's the best I got on the spot. I should have thought I-M-M-F. about that more. The IMMF. Yeah. Malicious fund. The International Malicious Fund. There you go. I like that. I was looking for a. Good Good, a good M word. Uh, yeah, but Jack Mallers. It's my ba- fiat. <laughs> it's my fiat. That's good. That's perfect. That's that's it. Tim got it. Boom. That's why he deserves the huddle trophy. Um, by the way, all of our Jebi uh, grandmasters are on there. Can you show that to them, Tim? Yeah. Everybody, if you're a grandmaster, if you're in the crypto Jeb fam, you are on the huddle trophy. So shout out to all of those amazing, wonderful supporters of the channel. But Jack Mallers identifies the problems. What are the issues with cross-border tran- uh, transfers? 
This is what he told the IMF. Speed, limited transparency and dependability, high cost, lack of interoperability, limited coverage, and limited accessibility. This is a big deal when some of the Central American countries uh, and, and South American countries have nearly 25% of their GDP coming from cross-border payments, and then you're taking massive fees out of that. I mean, per, literally, guys, percentages of entire GDP of countries are going to fees to big banks like you know Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase and all these different banks. That's why they. Uh, that's why they as in El Salvador moved in the direction of adopting Bitcoin was to get around that. So it's a very good thing. And really, the main thing I want to do here is I just want to quote Jack Mallers. Hashtag Bitcoin is the greatest financial tool our species has ever conceived. We can use hashtag Bitcoin, the best monetary network in human history, as a tool to make uh, as a tool to make for better payments. I encourage the uh, IMF News, the UN, G20 org to make use of Bitcoin as a monetary network. And he also talks about how he demonstrated what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin is capable of to the IMF. Because if you remember, six, seven, eight months ago, whenever El Salvador was moving in the direct, they announced that they were adopting Bitcoin as a currency. The IMF threatened to shut down all of the loans that they've given El Salvador because you can't do that. We want you using fiat because we want to have control over you. It's my fiat after all. That's a gr- oh my gosh, I'm going to remember that. That's good, Tim. But no, the IMF tried to crack the whip on him. And Nayib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, who I'm hoping I might be able to meet here in about a month, uh, basically said, eh, forget you. It's my country. It's our country more specifically their country. I'm speaking from his perspective. And uh, they went ahead and did it. And I think El Salvador is uh, benefiting and reaping the rewards of that. So I'm very excited for them. And also, I'm just going to read you a quick headline here. This is pretty interesting. I'm not going to go into too much detail on this. eBay alternative platform, Ether Market, launches its token. Sellers can now accept crypto for goods. This is a pretty big deal. Mainly, this is just another one of those stories of like how we saw Regal adopting Bitcoin and we saw What's the other What's the other movie theater that I never go AMC. to? AMC, thank you. There's not one here in the county, so I wasn't very familiar with the name. AMC also adopted crypto. There's a lot of big ones going on. There's a lot of big adoption stories going on in crypto right now, guys. And this is just another one of them that I wanted to bring to your attention. But let's go ahead and check in with chat here, guys, and then we're going to keep it moving. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yeah, let's see. We got one from Albert Sanchez Alvarez. Uh, said, I was born December 25th, 1962. My Whoa. gift to all of you. Huh. Bull run. There you go. Uh, so, Did you know? Yeah. Uh, is it Isaac? It was Isaac Newton was born on Christmas Day. Was it? Yeah, he was. I, uh, my next door neighbor, best friend growing up, was born on Christmas Day. Uh, Blaze Song. Well, I mean, I, you know, Albert, how is that? You're getting a Christmas gift and birthday gifts. That's a lot of gifts in one day. That's a lot of gifts. Or does your it, parents does it centralize them and you don't get gifts twice a year? I was about to say his parents probably love that because they only had to buy yeah. him one gift instead of two. He, he gets a, he's a couple extra gifts than the other kids, but when you really work out the balance, he's the actually average, he's actually he's got behind. Less gifts. But, You're behind uh, on gifts. I don't know that works. Every family's different. Anyway, sorry. Blaze Song said thoughts on IMX will integrate to OpenSea to reduce fee and partnership with Coinbase. Blessing and Merry Christmas. Say the first bit I was laughing about the. IMF thing you said. <laughs> Thoughts on IMX will integrate IMX. to open yeah X. Uh, okay. Will integrate IMX. to OpenC to reduce fee and partnerships I, with Coinbase. IMX, I've heard about it. It has something to do with NFTs and the and the infrastructure behind it. Kelly, are you familiar with that project? IMX? Not, not even Immutable remotely. X. I'm seeing some oh, other stuff about X. it. Yeah, immutable yeah, yeah. X. Yes, uh, yes. I've heard of that project. I don't know much about it, though. If it's integrating with OpenSea, then hopefully that will help OpenSea to be a little bit more uh, decentralized. There's a lot of drama that's gone on around OpenSea recently because it is kind of the... Um, it is very much the biggest NFT network. So we're going to see how the, you know, it's really interesting. One of the big things we've been watching over the last year is how the regulatory landscape of Bitcoin is developing. And now we're also looking at how the infrastructural landscape of cryptocurrency is developing because these NFT platforms, the ones that get widely adopted and that a lot of people are using are going to have a lot of power and hopefully they'll be more decentralized than not. 
Okay. Uh, sorry, I responded to somebody in chat. Uh, we, yeah. have, we have another. I think this is, is this four now from Duramax saying ADA gang. Really wants to get that ADA gang in there. But uh, again, thank you for the ADA donation. ADA man. I love it. Uh, Brett Dudek said, after I take out my crypto profits, I plan on jumping to trading stocks. Is TA the same with all the different markets, crypto, stocks, forex, et cetera? It's 95% the same. It's not a, It's not identical. There are things that are, that are specific to certain markets. But uh, the two things I'll say to that, one, I'll answer your question, and two, I'll challenge your question. Um, it's 95% the same because what technical analysis is, is the art, not the science of trying to understand, I'll skip to the point, trying to understand what people are thinking because the way that people think influences how they trade. And if you know how they trade, you'll understand how they move the market, et cetera. I've told you guys the definition of technical analysis many times. It's the exact same thing in stock markets in that aspect. But there are other things you have to keep in mind, like you know PE ratios and profit and loss and uh, looking at the executive team, uh, IPOs, the fact that the market closes for over half of the week. Um, so there's a lot of things you have to take into account on analysis on stock markets. Gaps in price is a much bigger thing over in the stock market because it actually has a way of happening pretty regularly. But the other thing I would say is that if you're thinking about jumping from crypto with your profits into the stock market, I would be careful about that. And the reason I would is because it's very tempting for us to develop this mindset of the grass is greener on the other side. I almost stopped this YouTube channel to make a Shopify store in January and February of 2018. And I, or uh, uh, no, mid-2018. And I am so glad that I did not do that because I would still be some dude in my bedroom running a Shopify store, making three grand a month instead of having the company and the team that I have right now allowing me to build a ministry to serve you guys. I would very much encourage you that if you're moving in any direction in business and your career, commit to it for 20 years and see where it takes you. You're not going to become an expert in crypto in a year, and you're not going to become an expert in the stock market in a year. So I don't know your situation. Maybe it's more complicated than that, but that's also just a piece of advice for everyone else here who's watching. See, we keep on going here. We got one from Four by Grace. We haven't had one from Four by Grace in a while. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, Romans 12.2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. God bless you and yours. God bless you, man. Thank you so much for that word. That's Heck awesome. Yeah. Eric y- Vig. I couldn't tell if that was a Y or a V. Eric Vig said, It's hard to find mining equipment, good or bad for the market. Um, that's a good question. That that's a really good question. I would say that it's probably good for the miners because it means that the miners are going to have are going to be more insulated from competition entering the space. I actually have two different CEOs, one of a about a ten person uh, manufacturing firm and the other of a about a fifty person roofing company, both trying to get my help on cryptocurrency mining. I've told both of them, look, I am a crypto expert. I am not a mining expert. I am an expert in a certain field of crypto, but I'll help you if you want. And both of them have put that put, have put their idea on hold because they can't get the equipment. So the thing that I'll tell you about the um, about that is I'd love to hear Kelly's take on this too, but what I'm going to say is that I think the fact that it is very difficult to get mining equipment, I haven't looked at the GPU situation and the ASIC situation lately. I assume it's still as much of a problem as it used to be, is that it's difficult for more competition to come into the space, and then that may cause mining to be more profitable. It, but the thing is, there's also the having every two weeks, so I really don't know. What do you think about that, Kelly? That's a really in-depth question. Well, I think it's it's one of those questions that's, that's uh, entangled in so many layers of different things. Like, you know, it's with the supply chain issues, logistic issues that we're having yeah. 
globally yeah. right now. Uh, I, I do think that's a big part of it. I, I, do, I do think there's still people, uh, new miners coming into the space or new equipment that's being bought. But I do think there's a, a huge chink in the chain, uh, you know, in the logistics chain. Uh, but what I would think would happen, this is this is pure speculation. I would think that once the, these, uh, if they ever get cleared up, uh, these logistic issues, I think that the there will be a little, a little bit of an onslaught of new miners that come onto the market. Uh, and on the one side of it, it's actually beautiful for, if you think about what crypto is about, is decentralization. And if there's more miners on the market, you're actually spreading out that, uh, you know, further and further and further and uh, decentralizing the sure. network and having more, you know, you're having a, a stronger foundation and footing. Uh, but on the other side, uh, I'd be interested to see how it affects, uh, it's going to change per coin, but with Bitcoin specifically, how it might change or affect the hash, hash rate and if that, especially because of on-chain data analysts and big money reading data, uh, on-chain data to uh, to do their affect their investments and trades, I wonder if if that onslaught of new miners will actually affect the on-chain data and then trickle down to the way people are predicting what's happening with price. When in reality, it's just uh, you know all these all the supply chain issues just catching up <laughs> catching up with themselves. Yeah, for real. We found out how how you know the really interesting thing about all these supply chain networks, and I don't mind if we go a couple minutes over because just so you guys know, we. Will will not be here tomorrow for coffee and crypto because we're all going to be enjoying Christmas Eve with our family. And by the way, we wouldn't want to give you a distraction away from your family either. So we're also doing that as a service to you guys. Please enjoy your time. Well, right? What's that? Monday as well. Monday yeah, we are. Monday is if Monday is a maybe. Oh, is, is that one's on call. Monday okay. is an on call. Remember, we said that yeah. if, there, if something huge happens in the market, there's a good reason, okay. then we will be here Monday. But otherwise, we may be off. We're going to see on that one. That one's not promised, but we will be here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next of next week. But um, the point I was going to make there is that. We've learned something very, very, very important about centralized networks. The supply chain is failing because it is such a complicated network that is all that is incredibly centralized, and there are so many single points of failure. You know why Bitcoin is so powerful? Because there is no single point of failure. There's no such thing as a logistics or a supply chain problem in Bitcoin. There's no such thing as a logistics or a supply chain issue in Ethereum because it's a decentralized network. You pull out one node and 10 more pop up. It's a hydra. You can't kill it. Bitcoin is indestructible as far as that is concerned unless you shut down the entire internet you hit the earth with an emp and by the way if that happened you'd be a lot more worried about food and water than you would about your bitcoin that's why bitcoin is so powerful with that said mm. do we have any other super chats we do we have uh, i think three it. more um, i get off i get up on a soapbox sometimes but i think you guys like it <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Data analyst, actually, there's not a question here. Just wanted to donate, so thank you so much, data analyst. Uh, Leon the Dutch said, "Hi guys, when do you think the alt season begins?" Thanks and Merry Christmas. When does the alt season begin? Once people have more confidence in Bitcoin and Ethereum, and they're in halfway decent uptrends, I think the alt season will begin. That's when, because once people are confident in Bitcoin and Ethereum, then they're more willing to, you know, go out. It's almost like a small child typically sticks close to its mother or its father, and then it'll come in and it'll be like, "Hey, am I okay?" And then it'll go a little farther out, and then it'll come back and it'll be like, "Hey, am I okay?" Okay, and then it'll go a little farther out because it wants to feel safe. That's what traders are like, even though they don't realize it, because whether you're 40 or you're two, you're still a human being and you think the same. You want to feel safe. You feel safe in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. If you don't feel safe because your mother's like five miles away, then you're probably not going to go adventure too much. But if she's right there, then you're going to be safe. If Bitcoin and Ethereum are right there doing well, then you're going to feel safe to venture into the altcoins. That's what I've witnessed in my tenure here in crypto anyway. Last one I see here is one voice 92 said as a Christmas Eve baby. So answering the question I asked <laughs> about the other one as a Christmas Eve baby, the gift exchange isn't equal. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't Merry, think it would be Merry Christmas from a happy investor to the best crypto channel out channel um, out there. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, happy <laughs> birthday for tomorrow, by the way. Happy early birthday. Let Tell us know in chat if you have a birthday. Literally, I would let's call this. 
If it is within seven days of Christmas, let us know if you have a birthday within Tell seven days. Tell us also days. if you have a birthday on uh, leap year, uh, you know, like February 29th. Anybody here born on February 29th? Throw up a one in chat for that one. Guys, also, I want to ask Tim a question here. Um, I want to ask you a really quick question here. Let's make this quick so that we can keep moving here. For new yeah. traders who don't have any access to paid indicators, because I think Lux Algo, Market Cipher, all of those are very, very great and they're worth the money. But let's say they're just getting started. What are your top three indicators that are free on trading for them to use? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I oh, do, do, do. You guys have seen me use this one a lot. So I use it today. Volume is great. And the reason why you need to learn about the the concept of uh, supply and demand. And I know people taking economic class, they understand that. But in, in how it relates to those volume bars, understand the way those confirm, uh, the way they mean things, the way that ha it has significance to them. Uh, because you might see a massive candle with low volume, and th what that could tell you is, let's say that candle was green, there just were no bears operating. So the littlest purchases happening made it go green, mm. versus sometimes you see very small uh, candle uh, that doesn't really do anything, but the ma the volume was massive, which means this is a great gridlock of bears and bulls right now. A lot of money is being exchanged, bought, sold, yada. So the volume really helps tell a big picture in story with the candles. Uh, that'd be the first one I would say. The second one is RSI. And while there are important things to look at, like that 70 level, the 50 level, the 30 level, because we do want to look at that. That kind of gives us an overbought, uh, oversold signal. If you learn about the RSI divergence, meaning uh, whether we have bull bullish or bearish, is the price in the RSI doing two completely different things on the tops and the bottoms? That is really helpful in helping you determine is the, the trend about to change. And the third and last one, uh, this is a hard one to really say, but I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Bollinger Bands, mm -hmm. a great indicator to show you overbought, oversold. Uh, when you see it really low riding those waves, it doesn't mean it's going to flip immediately, but that's a great indication. It's a good buying signal. And if it's at the top and it's right in the top, that's a great indication. Hey, this might be about to reverse the bat. The Bollinger downside. Bands is a really small one because it's actually two indicators. Yeah. It is the, it's the two standard deviation bands, but it's also the 20 daily simple yeah, moving it, average, which in its own right yeah. is so important that I made a dedicated video on it in CT2A. The exponential, not the simple, but they're and, very similar. And it shows you the expected, again, things can change, but it shows you a reasonable expectation for volatility in the market. Uh, so you can even know using that, hey, there's about to be a massive swinger. There's really not that much swing happening right now. Is this, even if it's even a buy spot, do I want to buy it? Is there really going to be that much profit on it? Uh, so, yeah, that, that's why I love that. Vince Carango said, me and my wife call them Birthmas presents. Whenever your birthday's presents. on Christmas, that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> Looks funny. like we got one more super chat here from Mike Markle. We do. We uh, Mike Markle said, let's get these guys, let's get these likes going, team. This team has helped change my life. Thank you, Share Mike. with friends and family. What better gift than a financial freedom to find and fulfill your purpose? Merry Boom. Christmas, everyone. Mike's Absolutely. got our mission like, and vision down pat, huh? That, guys, I want you to know, we talked about it a little earlier, if you just joined, we, we the reason you're not seeing afternoon videos coming out every single day is because we are working behind the scenes to create long-lasting educational videos that the purpose is not just to educate you, but that you take that and share it with all your friends, your family to help educate them as well. That is the mission we have here as a, a company. And we say it over and over again, and we're going to keep saying it over again. Our, we want to see the entire world learn how to think, not what to think. And we're starting with crypto. That's what we're doing here. But that's our goal for everyone is to learn how to think for themselves, not just listen to what other people say and turn their brain off.
yourself. Absolutely. Uh, so if you like that, like this video, like every video you watch, hit the subscribe button, tune in with us every single day, and then share that. You know, that, bu that share button's free too. And by the so way, we had a great uh, question in chat. Uh, Vargs, Vargs, I think, says, does CT2A course cover all that? I'm not sure what all that refers to, but CT2A everything does Everything I just mentioned for CT2A sure. CT2A covers everything he just mentioned, and it yeah, covers everything we've talked about in this yeah. entire video. So literally every single piece of technical analysis we've done in this video, you can learn how all of it works in CT2A. The, I, links I, down below. Being honest, the only one it doesn't, we, we have not created one, and it's because it's a very complex topic, but I want to work on it over this next year to do it. We do not teach the Wyckoff uh, method in That's there. true. We haven't done we Wyckoff We want to yet. build on that. That is something coming We're in working on Wyckoff course content. Uh, but yeah, you got to watch YouTube. That's a good point. We're, in, we're playing it. We got a lot of guys. <laughs> It's going to be a good year. I'll yes. leave it at that. Yep. It's going to be a really good year. Speaking of which, guys, it is Christmas Eve Eve, and this is going to be the last show for the next four days. We may be here on Monday. If something crazy happens, we'll come in and shoot a show, but otherwise we're going to take the break and enjoy time with our family. Most of the people on staff have not had a full week off or even four or five days off in over six months. So as much as we want to bring you guys content regularly and we don't want to miss any days, we honestly, we just got to take a break. You know, we got to, yeah. we got to make sure that we're in the right mindset moving forward because, guys, I tell you what, next year, this is our goal. We want to be the number one in quality on crypto YouTube, period. Full stop. Number one production, number one reliable content, number one in delivering you what you want to see, what you need to know. We want to be the best at everything that you guys want from us. We want to bring you the best quality possible content here on YouTube, and I'm extremely excited to see where that goes. Angel P just donated and said, December 17th, 1961, 60 years of stocks of socks and underwear. I have faith, and I'm blessed. God bless uh, CJEV and co. Thank you so much, Angel P. Guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter at CryptoJeb. I will be posting on my Twitter over the break because I kind of just, I really enjoy talking to you guys on Twitter. So you will be seeing updates from me over on Twitter. May post some pictures of, you know, gifts or a Christmas tree or something. And any updates I do to my portfolio, I will post over there as well. Make sure to follow all of these fine gentlemen on Twitter. I believe the only two people in studio right now that have a Twitter is Tim at, uh, uh, the crypto underscore beard the crypto underscore beard yep. and at Kelly Kellen both of you guys can put that in chat if you enjoyed today's stream hit the like button make sure to sign up for Lux Algo and CT2A so that you can learn how to do technical analysis and then you have some tools to help you do technical analysis and by the way we also have an affiliate link for TradingView so if you're planning on getting a premium version of TradingView like we have if you sign up down below you will be helping to support this channel as well Merry Christmas everybody Happy New Year Happy Holidays and the like Happy everything whatever you celebrate before I go I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching for the last last year as always and i will see you guys in the next video merry christmas peace oh i got a real good feeling, got a real good feeling. we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.